This is a show with no particular niche, baby. It's always about hanging out. Maybe we'll laugh at some stuff. Maybe we'll learn something new. But it's always about hanging out, me and you. Hi, hello, how are you? Welcome back to That Thing with James. I'm your host, James. And this is usually a podcast about nothing in particular. If you're new, hey, what's up? This is just sort of a cozy kind of thing, like the song implies. There's no particular niche. And like I said a second ago, it's a podcast about nothing in particular, usually. Uh, It's just sort of a hangout. Me, you, hey, hope you're doing all right. And used to have guests a lot more often, but ever since the pandemic started, that has become uh, more of a rare occasional thing. But I'm still here for you. Uh, If you have been following along, though, you know that over the past however many months, I have been covering a story. Uh, Audio listeners, I have in my hand a red plastic binder. Those were my fingertips tapping upon said red plastic binder. Within this binder is an historical document that uh, one of my cousins provided to me, or provided me, whichever the case. It is a copy of a transcript, a typed transcript of the handwritten diary that my maternal grandpa John kept in 1978 as he ventured beyond the Iron Curtain in search of further information to flesh out his genealogical endeavors. Uh, His family was from Poland. He was... I still still haven't looked it up. I'm just going to say it. I think it's like this. First generation. Mom was from Poland. He was born in Massachusetts, so I think that makes him a first-generation Polish-American. But, yeah, that's what I've been talking about. We're pretty deep in. I think we're past the halfway point at this point. Uh, And the way I've been doing this show this year is... Uh, I'll do the podcast uh, every other week. It's a bi-weekly podcast, so I could accommodate time for myself uh, to do everything else I need to do to, you know, be, be able to pay my bills, so on and so forth. I, I have a comedy series, a comedy shorts web series called Minor Tensions by Dick Whistler. It's on my YouTube channel, audio listeners. It's on my YouTube channel, which is That Thing with James. You can find it in the search bar on YouTube. And you can also find video of this podcast. There is always video of these episodes. So it's my voice. It's the same thing, but you get to see my my lovely visage. And last week, I talked about um, some troubles I had getting my visage uh, captured in a way that I need to meet certain criteria so that I can hopefully get work and hopefully find it easier to pay my bills. Um, And, well, what I'm getting at is 
this is, I, I'm recording two weeks in a row. Instead of every other week, this podcast, this time is two consecutive weeks because uh, as of right now, let's take it this way. It is currently at the time of this recording, Sunday, August 6th, 2023 at 10.15 a.m. Central Time, America. Um, and the reason I'm doing this now instead of next week is because next week I will not be available to record. The, uh, Sunday is my day to record the podcast. Um, it's the one time I have enough time to to record this, to get everything set up, so on and so forth. Uh, next week, I'm going to be getting headshots uh, on Sunday, the, what, 13th, something like that. So uh, I, I don't want to try to pack in this show plus getting the headshots done. I want to conserve my energy so that I can send it into a camera so then hopefully I can get uh, the kind of picture I need so that I can get, get the kind of work that I want, ideally. Um, so yeah, that's what's up. And again, if you're new, if you're just jumping in, I've been doing this series of uh, the aforementioned diary that my grandpa kept of his journey uh, to Poland in 1978. Uh, if, if you're just jumping in now, that's okay, but I do encourage you, hop back over to part one, because it's a heck of a story. It's, it's good. It's really good. It's surprisingly good. Uh, uh, every time, I'm, I'm just surprised at what a good writer and storyteller my grandpa was. May he rest in peace. Um, where am I going with this? However, there are about, you know, save for last week, about half of the uh, uh, installments of this grandpa series are on my Patreon account. Well, you can get access to it. So if you would like the whole story, plus lots and lots of other bonus episodes of this podcast and bonus content uh, from my uh, comedy web series, um, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash that thing with James. Those of you who are already patrons, thank you so much for supporting the show. And um, quick note, I've been saying this, if you happen to be a family member who's hopping on, I don't want you to think that I'm trying to force you to pay me to read to you a family document. So if we're related, and if you want to hear the full story, reach out to me and I can just give you access to it, you know, family, family benefit, you know, but if you want to help support the show, and, and especially if you're not related, help support the show, get access to the whole grandpa series and the whole host of other episodes and content I have on there, become a patron at patreon.com slash that thing with James low entry point. There's tiers with other perks I offer, patreon.com slash that thing with James. Um, for the rest of my social media show, email, and my subreddit, um, on the video, I'm going to have a little Chiron on the bottom that shows these links, but also I'll have, um, you know, what the fuck is it, web name 
That used to be the name for it, web name or screen name. I don't even know what they're called at this moment. I'm blanking out. That's in the episode description. Links for all the relevant shit is in the episode description for both the video and the audio. So without further ado, oh yeah, oh yeah. So last week, so I've, like I said, I've been doing like half of this grandpa series in the free episodes and then half of it in the bonus episodes because on the days I record the podcast, I'll do a free episode first, let my camera charge up a bit, and then start up and record the week's bonus episode. Uh, and last week, I did not cover the grandpa series at all in the bonus episode because I kind of got... Uh, carried away. That episode got away from me, but I had a lot to share because usually, you know, I'll talk about stuff that's going on in life and I hadn't done that for uh, at least a month. So I had a lot of stuff. It's been, it's been real, real, real eventful, let's say. Um, and I look forward to hopefully more calm days. Uh, in the near future, because your boy, I need a break, man. Enough of the, the novelty, <laughs> enough with the crises popping up nonstop. Like, just give me a break. And also, uh, Biden administration, I really hope you're not dicking around and thinking about using the student debt relief as a uh, 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 election bait. Because that would be real shitty. I want to know. I want to know. Before October, this shit needs to go through flat out. That's all I'm going to say about that. So, without further ado, that was my stomach grumbling. I wonder if you could hear that. Without further ado, uh, let me find where I left off in last week's installment. And then we'll pick up real quick. Uh, rundown of catching up of last week. Grandpa got to Warsaw and everyone there is a hustler. Everyone, everyone's hustling or in his terms, everyone's a wheeler dealer basically. And he also met not one, but two young uh, army boys from the same part of Massachusetts that my grandpa was from. Just weird kawinky dink. So that's where we left off. Oh, yeah. And also his cousin, Leokagia, got pissed off at him because he was only only ever drank, well, for the most part, just hot water. And uh, she got pissed off and made him drink a cup of hot water with a slice of lemon and some sugar in it as well. All right. So let me find my place and we'll get on with the show. All right, I found my spot, and funny enough, I've not yet done this, but I jumped ahead. I think there's about, I mean, I just looked at it, and I can't even remember, about 74, 75 pages in this transcript, and we're on page 33, so we're not even at the halfway point quite yet. We're almost there, but good, good. We're about at the halfway point in this story, and yeah, I'm enjoying it. I, I am not looking forward to forward to its end. If for no other reason than because it's good content for this show, it's a topic to talk about. But that's not even the real point. I'm enjoying this story. So here we go. Hold on. 
this cough is allergies have been rough. Okay, here we go. Uh, Picking up. I chatted with her for perhaps 10 minutes. I asked her to get a few Polish emblems to stick to paper. I had not been able to find any. If she does, the corporal will mail them to me. At 11.45 a.m., I walked into the lobby of Hotel Polonia to find Rosalia waiting. I felt it was she when I walked into the lobby, and I was sure when I looked at her right hand, which was covered with a light white glove. We took a taxi from there to the bus terminal. Let me reread that paragraph again. This is another, this is a perfect example of what I'm talking about when I say my grandpa's a damn good storyteller. This is excellent writing, okay? At 11.45 a.m., I walked into the lobby of Hotel Polonia to find Rosalia waiting. I felt it was she when I walked into the lobby, and I was sure when I looked at her right hand, which was covered with a light white glove. Ooh, intrigue, perspective. That's the big thing, perspective. He understands it. He uses it. He articulates through perspective. We took a taxi from there to the bus terminal. I had a misunderstanding with our phone. uh, uh, Wait, I had misunderstood our phone conversation. I thought she was coming to meet me in her car. Instead, as I learned, she had asked if I had a car. Uh, Then she would come to Warsaw to meet me. Thinking she had a car, I told her to come down. Well, she came by bus, a four-hour trip. That was unfortunate and unnecessary, for I could have come here to Ostroda by myself. She paid the taxi fare to the bus terminal so that I would not get gypped. That's a word that doesn't fly these days, but it's what's written. So that I would not get gypped. She told me the drivers are crooks and really hook people who are not Poles and try to do the same to Poles if they can. I learned that Maria, the girl that had her left leg amputated, what? Had left for America with an American soon after the war was over. Why was her leg amputated? Was it something to do with the war? Rosalia said, uh, and husband Stanley concurred, If the war had gone on for perhaps another two weeks, Rosalia and many others would have died from starvation, for there was no food for Germans either. I asked about the German woman who was so severely burned. I had forgotten that I had also brought food to Rosalia and Maria and gave none to the German woman. Who's the German woman? I think I missed something there in previous episodes. Rosalia remarked that the German woman begged for orange peels uh, from oranges, which I had brought, and ate those. That remark made me feel badly because I had neglected that woman. She died of pneumonia about 10 days after I left. Who is this German woman? I've, I think I might have missed something. 
Hmm. Rosalia's apartment has a large bedroom and a small living room and kitchen of perhaps our size, Mary, because he's writing to his wife, Mary, my grandpa was, writing to my grandma, which is another great writing tip from Kurt Vonnegut. Do not write to the whole world. It would be like leaving your window open. You'll catch pneumonia. Instead, write to one person. If you're doing novels or anything else, it helps. Um, rooms are individually heated with those tile-lined stoves. She was a nervous woman and excited about my coming. She prepared food for six people. Wow. The eight-hour round trip for her made her tired. We retired at 11.30 p.m. I gave her my small items, which I had brought for gifts. The kitchen has a small sink attached to the wall with only cold water. Of course, they don't drink water, and she told me to drink only water that had been previously boiled. Her arm was amputated when I had met her in Germany. What? Okay, so Grandpa has met with Rosalia before in Germany. So this German woman to whom he is referencing is not something that was previously written, which caused my confusion just a few moments ago in relating this tale. Um, so there's a whole other story that I'm not privy to and that is not written in here. It is an assumption that my grandpa John and grandma Mary uh, both understand this story already. Again, another good writing tip. You don't have to have exposition and full explanation of everything. There can be stuff that is left up to question and out of the privy of the reader. Fun. Um, let's see. Let's read that again. Her uh, told me to drink only water that had been previously boiled. Her arm was amputated when I had met her in Germany. She pointed that out in the picture. It is, oh, is it the left arm that's amputated and the right hand, remain, right arm remains and, and there's a glove on it because she was severely burned? Is that what's going on? Um, she pointed that out in the picture. It is amputated in the forearm area about six inches below the elbow. Her husband has heart trouble and does help her. He also does her hair. Ah, so Rosalia got an amputation and likely, I'm assuming, burns from World War II. Interesting stuff. She is short, comes to my shoulder, which is funny because Grandpa John was pretty short himself. Stocky guy, really muscly. Even when dying of cancer, he, he still had a six-pack, so the story goes. And I've seen pictures of the man. He was very strong. He used to be a boxer. That's how he made bread and butter for the family during the Great Depression. Because he was born in 1913, baby. I'll leave either Monday or Tuesday, for I cannot help her. In Krakow, Eugenia had checked out a pension for her. The pensions are given to civilians upon whom atrocities were done, sterilization, experiments. Hers is not the case. 
Well, that's fucking heavy, dude. And again, if you're new to this series, if you've not been keeping up, my grandpa uh, is a World War was a World War II veteran in the European theater. He saw horrors. Um, and during this visit in 1978, he did visit Auschwitz. Um, interesting. Horrors. Nightmarish stuff. To fly down from Warsaw to Budapest, the cost would be $67 by Polish Airlines and $51 by Pan Am. But they will not accept zlotis, only dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. This is the government rule. Trips out of Poland must be paid in cash of the person's country. I am not going to leave a lot of idle zlotis, so I'm taking the train express from Ostrada to Zakopan, Zakopan at the border. There, I'll have to pay U.S. dollars for the trip to Budapest, but that will be less than if I were to purchase a ticket here in Ostrada to Budapest. Cash payments must be made for any mode of departure. I'm not planning to visit other sections of Poland because of the amount of time I have been here already. As of now, I think I want to spend more time in on the Adriatic coastline of Yugoslavia. Um, now, as I mentioned in last week's episode, uh, Poland was not part of the USSR. It was a, uh, um, an affiliate state. Yugoslavia, however, I'm not sure if that was part of the USSR. I, I know uh, Kazakhstan, those sort of like Central Asia countries, those were part of USSR. I, and I wonder, maybe, was Yugoslavia part of USSR as well? Or was it, yet like Poland, an affiliate socialist state? I don't know. May 14th, 1978, Sunday. Mary, Alaska is 12 hours behind the time here. I made inquiries about phoning you on your birthday, but I have found that the call must be placed 24 hours ahead of time with no assurance as to how long beyond that I would have to wait. Since I am not just sitting here being idle, I decided not to phone you. I am, however, thinking of you. Yeah, I bet you're covering your ass. <laughs> Many of the things I see, I think you would like. That thinking is done in Polish. I love you very, very much on your birthday. Oh, Rosalia is 64 years old. So my grandpa grew up in a Polish-speaking household. His mother... Um, from what my mother has told me, only spoke Polish. That was it. Uh, so he grew up in a Polish household. So he grew up uh, bilingual. And, you know, when you hear about people, when they're learning a new language, once they cross a certain threshold of, um, you know, mastery of a, a another language, um, people say they may start to think or even dream in certain other languages other than their native tongue. So while he's in Poland, he's finding that he's his thinking has been happening in Polish. 
I would love to know at least one other language that well, where without intentionally doing so, I may find myself thinking in that non-native tongue onward. I was up at 5 a.m. I did six days of laundry using wool light. Then I shaved. No bath or shower, for water has to be heated in, on the kitchen gas range. Water pressure is so low that often no water comes out of the single faucet. While they slept, I heated water and did last night's dishes. After breakfast, Stanley took me to the railroad terminal to check train times. I had planned to go to Zakopan, Zakopan I'm not sure how to pronounce this, a 16-hour trip, and paying zlotis to get there, and then pay US dollar 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 sign to get to Budapest. That, though, meant, meant a partial return. I almost went uh, Polish. That, though, meant a partial return to get onto another train for border crossing. Then I planned to return to Warsaw from there, use dollar 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 sign to get to Budapest. When I got back, I've changed my mind and planned to leave for Wrocla and then eventually to Budapest. Must leave by the 21st. Um, using up my zlotis, which are not convertible or permitted to leave the country. Maybe tomorrow I'll change my mind again. It was 10 a.m. when we passed the Catholic Church. The nine o'clock mass was just over. That was a first communion mass for many girls uh, were in beautiful long white dresses. Here, the boys had light blue suits. Mr. was a Catholic. Now, he doesn't belong to the church, but to some Bible study group, which is outlawed in Poland. Rosalia and her... Rosalia and he are loud eaters. He is constantly... She is constantly telling him what, how, when, and where to do things. A quote-unquote henpecker of the first order. <laughs> That's funny. He seems to take it okay. He claims to have heart trouble. Rosalia has four identification books. I, I don't recall that all are... Let's restart that. I don't recall what all are for, but one is the standard ident one for special health considerations because of the amputated arm, and the other two for some special reasons. I, don't, I wonder what those special reasons are. In our walk to and from the railroad station, he kept telling me what God meant people to be, etc. I went to the 1215 High Mass. I'm glad I did. The church is old and attractive inside. They have a modern attachment, a screen about half the size of what was in our church. Words for songs appear on the screen. This is less costly than our method. Also, more songs were sung. 
six children were baptized. The people involved came out of the sanctuary to stand in front of the altar for the entire ceremony and Mass. The children were brought in on pillows. All Each had a marvelous dress, corsage, and colorful ribbons. I went to communion thinking of you, Mary. Consequently, I got quote-unquote soft and cried throughout the communion service as I tried to sing along in Polish. Aww. You, oh my God, you are my wonderful darling. When I was young and going to the Polish church, we could not go to communion unless we had been to confession and free of venial and mortal sins. This is why not many Poles go to communion at each Mass. Rosalia has given me many gifts which I have refused, canned mushrooms which are used by Poles. I don't find the slimy, vinegar, sour taste to my liking. Also, she wanted me to take a huge jar of what looks like applesauce, some cologne, vodka, wood plate, and some other kind of wood trinket. I refused all but the wood plate, for it would take up too much room. Then she asked if I would take some crocheted items, like those used on armchairs. I'm taking those. Since I can't take or exchange zlotis, I have purchased postcards and am sending them to the last names in the U.S. I told Rosalia a few minutes ago, 4.50 p.m., that I found out in Krakow that pensions are given only to civilians upon whom atrocities were committed and that hers was not the case. I offered to provide her with a notarized statement that I had seen her in Germany. Oh my God. I wanted to, I offered to provide her with a notarized statement that I had seen her in Germany in May of 1945. She is a bitter woman, for she feels she should be getting the pension. What was his cousin doing in Germany in 1945 when he was there during the war? So the German woman to whom he was referring was someone in the war, and he refused to give her even orange peels. And now, so this is 33 years later, 78 from 45, that's 33 years later, and even still, he feels guilty for not even giving scraps to the German woman, whom I, I take it she, was, she died. Oh, she died of starvation 10 days after he left, after he met up with Rosalia, his cousin, in Germany in 1945 during the war. I would quite like to know that story. And let me finish off this little thing, and I want to share some information I learned from my mom somewhat recently. Let's get to the end of this day's uh, entry. He has a couple... Wait, wait a second. Did I skip a... Hold on, I skipped a paragraph. She is a bitter woman, for she feels she should be getting the pension. 
He has a couple brothers living in the U.S. who send him dollars. He is about six feet tall, and she just comes to my shoulders. On April 21st, she buried a 67-year-old sister. It was uh, Miawa, Mkawa, I'm not sure. Uh, Mlawa, oh, that's it. It's a, a Polish L. It was Mlawa, where she had lived and not Mlawa Novi, as I had written. By traveling on a small type of boat, one can leave from Ostrada and somewhere change to a larger one and get to Gdansk, uh, the seaport. I haven't seen much of Ostrada, a city of 40,000 people, which I'm told increases in the summer, for this is a tourist city. I don't mind being idle today, for I'm able to catch up on my writing and addressing 34 cards. Wow. I'm debating about taking the small bottle of vodka. I'll make the final decision tomorrow morning. So we'll leave the entry there and I'll share this little information that I teased. Let me get a drink of water real quick first. My grandpa John was either 30 years old or somewhere in his early 30s by the time he volunteered to go to Europe to join the army. So he was already an old man. Well, in terms of people being sent overseas in World War II, he was an old man. He was already at least 30 when he joined. And he, uh, as I understood it, as I understand it through a recent conversation I had with my mom, um, he felt called upon. He felt it was his duty because I guess um, uh, at least a couple of his brothers, I think, were already in Europe um, and had been. And he had a wife and at least one child one of my aunts. Um, I'm not going to share the name here. Um, but he was already a, a father by this point. And he left wife and child. His wife, my grandmother, Mary, um, was not pleased. So hold on. I got to wait for some jerk with a motorcycle. Can you hear that? There's drag races around here regularly. Okay, that's good enough. Um, my grandma was not happy that her husband was leaving her and child to go off to war because he might die. He volunteered. He enlisted into the army and... Oh, there's the jerk with the motorcycle. Come on, guy. Come on. Really? I'm doing a show here. I'm trying to make this a professional thing. <sighs> People. People have been driving like fucking maniacs here. Pardon the French, but they were not just driving like maniacs this weekend. They're driving like fucking maniacs. Beside the point. Um, 
Grandma Mary was not happy with Grandpa John going off to the war. He enlisted into the army, uh, became an army engineer because he was already an engineer. And uh, I'm not really sure everything. He had a box with uh, stuff. Later in life, my mom found a, well, later in his life, my mom found a box of let's say uh, paraphernalia and I'm not and I don't I don't mean like a, a pipe or anything like that I'm talking about um, insignias let me put it like this within this box of things that he brought back from Europe there was a diary a let's say stained diary with entries all written in German We'll leave that at that. Um, and he'd been around, Bulge, Verdun, so on and so forth, and clearly in Germany. Uh, now, my mom has continued the genealogical uh, research, and my grandpa, when he got out of the army, it was on... It was an honorable discharge, but it was a medical discharge. And she still has yet to find what the certain codes mean. She found the discharge papers. She had to call around to different bases, etc. But she got the papers. And the reason for discharge was medical, but there was nothing physically wrong with him. And the medical thing is it's some kind of code uh, and she has not found out what that code means. But we can infer that he was fucked up because a part of what I've learned was that when he came back from the war, he had on throughout his adulthood after the war, he had what his wife, my grandma Mary, described as a darkness in him that was not there previously. And I think that's where I'm going to leave this off. And I will pick up on the rest of this entry this week. So if you want to stick around and hear where this story goes, become a patron at patreon.com slash that thing with James. Thank you for tuning in. I hope to see you there. Love you. See you next time.